0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Bold, Beautiful, Borderline podcast. My name is Laurie, and as always, I'm here with Sarah. And today we are going to be talking about the experience of people putting up boundaries to us and how that can feel very foreign because um, people with BPD aren't great with boundaries sometimes in like friendships and relationships. Um, Before we get started, though, we just want to thank our newest patron, um, Colleen. Thank you so much, Colleen, for your support. We're super, super excited to get to know you better. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't joined our Patreon yet, you can find the information in the show notes. So Sarah, this was your idea for a topic. Do you want to give us some context?
1: Yeah. So, okay. You guys have likely heard the BPD dating chronicles of what started as, um, post divorce fun to some casual dating then to like a situationship that graduated into a relationship um and okay so i'm in this new relationship for the first time with a man which is a part of this i think probably um having a lot of fun going really well feel very safe secure whatever but he is very emotionally intellectual like he's he just has a strong level of insight and skill and um motherfucker if he doesn't put up really good boundaries and i i'm like i want to take a bolder yeah. Okay. In Canada, do they have uh, pumpkin patches where you like put the pumpkin, the little mini pumpkins in the like giant slingshots and then like shove, like throw them across the farm and just watch them explode? (laughs) No, that is a thing
0: that I will be requesting this year for sure. That's amazing.
1: Okay. Yeah. So the little kids get to put mini pumpkins in like a big slingshot and then like put all their body weight back and like let the pumpkins slingshot across the farm. And then the pumpkins generally explode. That's and, what and I by, like.
0: by little kids, you mean 27 year olds? Because exactly. that sounds like something I would pay good money to do.
1: <laughs> little big kids. Yes. I want the kids wristband on my adult wrist. I will be in with the ghosts and I will be slingshotting the pumpkins. But, um, Like, that's what I want to do when people put boundaries up with me is just slingshot the fuck out of them, right? Like, mm, no, I don't like that because what my BPD tells me is that if someone wants to put up a boundary with me, it means that they don't love me because if they did love me, then they would love every single part of me and they would let me, like, infiltrate all parts of their life. And, you know, like, the codependency stuff with BPD for a lot of people is really real. And And it's uh, the
0: black and white too. Right. It's like, it's all or nothing. There's no like boundaries about specific topics. It's like either I know literally everything about you and your soul, or I don't know anything about you and you don't love me.
1: Yes, exactly. Couple that with, I am a woman who's been dating women (laughs) and it's like BPD on crack cocaine, which I imagine, is fun in concept to the outside world, but that shit is really intense when you're in it. Um, so like there hasn't been a lot of boundaries in the past, in my experience in the last, like uh, Tori had some boundaries for sure, but definitely the relationships before Tori, there was like none, zero silch, like whatever. And I think of course age plays a role, but, um, So this guy that I'm seeing is, or in a relationship with, um, is super great with boundary setting. And I find myself hearing this BPD, like narrative being played out that I'm constantly having to cognitively reframe and then radically accept. Um, yeah, you do. That is like, if when he says the words, that's not my story to share, or I don't know if I ever want to answer that question. I immediately hear like, oh, he doesn't love me. And then I have to say like, it's not that he doesn't love me, but it's that that's private information that he doesn't have to share with me. And like, that doesn't change what we have and what we've built and all of these things. But just wondering like what your experience has been like with this. And then Of course, we can talk about how to boundary set as well, because I'm practicing and learning how to do that.
0: Yeah. When, when you kind of brought this topic up, I was like reflecting on it quickly. And I do think men are different. Um, What drives me nuts about men (laughs) is like that they don't ask people a lot of questions. And so like, for example, like. One of Aaron's best friends can go through like a breakup, like a pretty intense breakup, and then he can go hang out with them for a weekend and he can come home and I could be like, Hey, like, how's this person doing? And he's like, I don't know, we didn't talk about it. And I'm like,
1: I'm like Is this the friend I know? Yeah, yes, it is, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, What what do you mean you didn't ask? Like, wh- what's going on? So, like, that drives me nuts. And it's not like necessarily boundary setting, it's just like, That's not how men communicate a lot of the time. Um, I find, I really like the way that um, your boyfriend says, it's not my story to share, because I do really respect that. And I think that especially like people who work like us in mental health and in um, like as people with lived experience and peers, like for example, super feelers, I can't necessarily come out of there and be like, by the way, this person said, blah, 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 blah. I can, I can talk about like general concepts of what was discussed. Right. And so like, I think it's really the same principles of like professional boundary setting in that, unless you have the permission to share the story, you shouldn't share it, but I can totally see why that's annoying. Um, I honestly think that in Aaron's situation, he just like literally doesn't know the answer, (laughs) which is like, I think he would tell me if he cared to ask, he just like, doesn't ask. Um, I find that, like, I'm an open book. Obviously, we have a podcast where we talk about all of the stuff that nobody wants to talk about, right? I'm an open book. So I, like, wish that everybody was an open book. My mentality is, if you want to ask me a question, I will answer it. And if I don't want to answer it, I will tell you I don't want to answer it and I'm not going to. I don't know if I've ever come across a situation where I've not wanted to or like not been willing to answer the question, but I think it's important to like preface anything like that where you say like I'm an open book, so people can't ask you like really weird questions. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm like friends with a lot of open books, so it's less like relevant, you know. I I don't think that Aaron sets boundaries up with me necessarily, other than the fact that he just like doesn't know the information that I would know, you know.
1: So you've never, like, asked him about something in his childhood or in his, like, past or his, maybe something he wants in his future, and he's never said, like, I don't know if I want to share that yet.
0: Um, <laughs> so I am, like, weird about, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to share this because this is, like, potentially his boundary, but like I, I
1: think I could probably share this. Um, well, okay, we don't even have to share it, but like so he's given a boundary, right? Like that's poten- he's given boundaries with the podcast. Yeah, he's given boundaries with the podcast. Let's just say sometimes I like to ask about
0: um, things that he thinks about a lot and like he doesn't
1: want, want to share to,
0: want to talk about them. Yeah. And then the other one is sometimes I'll like ask questions about his ex-girlfriend just because I'm a crazy bitch. Like clearly, clearly his ex-girlfriend is not an issue. Like we're engaged. We live together, like not a big deal, but like, sometimes I'll just like want to know like things about their relationship and he won't tell me. So like, I feel like that's.
1: Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And is it not frustrating? It is. And
0: then also I'm like rational mind going like, why do I need to know that?
1: Yeah. Nobody cares about this, Bob. Like.
0: Yeah. But like, but yes, it's annoying because I just want to know everything. I just want to be able to ask like a stranger on the street, like, what's your biggest fear? What's your biggest dream? What's your biggest hope? What's your weirdest sexual fantasy? Like, I want to ask all these weird questions to strangers. So like the fact that like, sometimes I can't ask that to people that I am in love with is weird.
1: Well, okay. And so this is where I think it is for me is I think it is this weird, like, And did you ever watch that freaky, like, 90s movie where they, like, cut their hand and do, like, the blood, like, contract? <laughs> like, they're like, we're going to be best friends forever, write it in blood, and then they, like, do a little nick of their... Is it called, like, 13 or something? Yeah, I don't know. Some... Okay. But no what I'm what I'm saying is that, like, for me, this is that idea of, like... If you're willing to tell me everything that there is to know, and we will still love each other, then we will be together forever. You know, like that's, that's that maladaptive thought process going on in the back of my head that BPD is leading. I know that's not true. I just like you rationalize mind, like I know that that's not true, but that's the first thought that I hear when someone says no to me and it's really frustrating it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. It doesn't send me into any kind of like BPD tizzy. I'm not like picking a fight or self-sabotaging. I just have to stop for a second and go, huh. Okay. That's a boundary. That's very healthy. Good reminder, Sarah, that we have to make space for other people's boundaries. You are in a healthy relationship. Awesome. Go get a Starbucks. Move on now.
0: See, yeah, and th- like, let's just go right into skills use then. That is so much skills use, right? We're already talking about the like five second pause between your initial thought and your action. Whereas your action could be like, why don't you tell me these things? You don't love me, blah, 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 blah. blah. But instead you're able to use that skill of being like, okay, look, Sarah, just like pause for two seconds. Okay. Now I'm able to go into wise mind for those who aren't familiar with wise mind wise mind is like the basically the venn diagram the middle of the um emotional mind and the rational mind so the rational mind is telling us like yeah boundaries are healthy like that's fair i don't necessarily have them in this situation but the other person does and then wise mind or sorry emotion mind is like the whole oh my god you don't love me because you didn't tell me everything about you and then wise mind is the in between of like oh, it's healthy for people to have boundaries. And this doesn't mean that they don't love me. It just means that they have different boundaries than I do, right? So like, you're you're using those skills so well and it seems so simple. People, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things where people are like, oh, how do you always remember the skills? It's like, well, you don't really remember the exact skills. It's just like, it becomes natural when you, um, like when you do them enough,
1: you know? I also think it's really important, and I didn't realize this until I, like, I'm in this new relationship, that there are just going to be people in your life that you have a very hard time using skills with. And like, this is a person that I do not have a hard time using skills with because he is very safe and he is very emotionally intellectual and he's very aware and he makes space for the practice and the, like, not getting it right. Whereas... I didn't necessarily feel it like that in anything in the past. Um there wasn't. Maybe this is even more of a secure attachment. <laughs> <laughs> Not to prompt another fight where I hang up on you, but um uh
0: but no, I mean it like in this context, yeah, like it sounds like it it is, right? Or it's like getting to that way. I don't know if it just like shows up like that quickly, but Yeah, other, I have no other- idea. The other thing I think it's important though, is like to acknowledge that Sarah and I are both in professions where we need to have professional boundaries and we hold our professional boundaries very seriously. Um, so like we're responsible for knowing medical information and like, um, lots of things about people that they're not wanting people to know about. Right. So like boundaries in our professional world and boundaries in our personal world look different. So it's not that Sarah and I have a hard time establishing boundaries. It's we have a hard time establishing boundaries with our friends, family. Uh, actually, I have lots of boundaries with my family, to be fair, but with my friends and romantic partners, as opposed to at work where I know what my boundaries are and I respect them so much because if we didn't respect our boundaries, nobody would access care. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's weird, like for the most part in my professional life, I'm able to turn my BPD pretty off. Um, And I, you know, when I was younger, there was like a few really inappropriate moments at work where I would like get off the phone with a service provider and just be pissed. But for the most part, like, it's not, it's not a struggle. Um, And that's the thing about people that experience personality disorders, right? Is It's this lifelong stubbornness in personality in interpersonal situations. So you don't necessarily take us and put us into other situations. And we're going to have that same struggle all of the time. Um, Yeah, I don't know boundaries. I'm still
0: stubborn at work.
1: I'm still stubborn at work too, for sure. But (laughs) I'm not impulsive and reckless at work.
0: Exactly. Totally. Yeah. And I'm able to use my skills because I value my employment over
1: almost anything else. Yeah. 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 Anyways, boundaries. Um, I am really proud of the fact that I'm just like, huh. Okay. I acknowledge that I don't like that. You don't want to tell me your innermost secrets and let me read your internal diary, but also more power to you, my dude. I feel you and do you say that to him um no not not like that obviously but I have said like it's hard for me to not know these things like I have said that
0: and I like I think that that's so important right like I mean I think that communication and relationships is like the number one thing but I know a lot of us kind of like Because our own brains are so um, like specific, (laughs) it's like hard for us to remember that other people don't necessarily experience the world like we do. So like, you're not saying you have to tell me or it means you don't love me. You're just saying like, when you don't tell me these things, it's really difficult. And I'm dealing with that on my own, but I just need you to know that. So that like, if, for example, you get triggered when he says he can't tell you something, he knows where it's coming from. And it's not as like random, you know, I think that's super important.
1: Yeah. And for the most part, I mean, it's going really well. I just thought like this was a topic that a lot of our listeners could probably relate to. Mm -hmm. Totally.
0: And I think this is one of the reasons that we people tell us so many things because they know we're open books and that we're not going to judge them. And I think that that's one of the things that makes us really good friends is that we can kind of take in so many things of other people um, and it doesn't necessarily like throw us off. Like I'm, I can keep secrets if I need to. Right. So like, you know, if I have a friend that's pregnant and doesn't, nobody else knows, or, you know, like something like that, I, I can totally keep those secrets and I, I will not break that for them. Um, but if it's something trivial, like, you know, meh.
1: <laughs> well, that's funny that you say that. Cause I kind of did explain that to um, my boyfriend recently of like Listen, I feel like a professional secret keeper. At this point, I'm 10 years into my career in social work. I've treated hundreds of patients when I was a caregiver. I ha- I had a six-year, five-year caseload of 100 people. That's 500 people. And then I was responsible for the training of hundreds of case managers who all had 100 people on their caseload. At this point, I have seen, and that's just case management. Like, that's not therapy and coaching Crisis work, whatever. At this point, I have seen so many files. I have read so many, you know, biopsychosocials, so many pieces of historical data on patients and clients that that shit is just burned into you, right? Like, I feel like a professional secret keeper. So like outside of my profession, I don't really want to adhere to privacy laws. And, you know, like, obviously it's not a law, but it's like an unwritten law in the relationship that if he says, I don't want to talk about this, then we have to respect that. Yeah, true, true. Anyways, guys, be sure to send us your DMs, thoughts, comment on this episode when it goes live, and let us know if you too struggle with the being told no. Um, and if you're not at a place where you can be as skillful when you receive a no, please know that Lori and I have both been there. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> rewind about four years, even like two years, I... Even like
0: last week. No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Well, I was just thinking like in my divorce, um, I didn't respond to these situations quite as well. Now, obviously the cost benefit, like the payoff in past situations, if like what I was asking for was higher, then it would be less of, huh, okay. I'm noticing a boundary and more of an, an emotional response, but. Um, yeah, just know that we didn't get here overnight and we're still working on it. Like Lori said last week and next week too. Um, but boundaries are super important and sacred to hold in relationships and I'm learning to make space for them. Hi friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the bold, beautiful borderline podcast. Lori and I are so grateful that you're here with us on this journey and we can't wait to dive into more topics in the future with you all about borderline and even have some more fun and exciting guests to join us on the podcast. If you really enjoyed this episode, we would love if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. We would also love to see you interact with us on social media and on our Patreon page. The links to that are included in the show notes, so check us out there. We would be incredibly honored to get to know you all as you get to know us and our recovery stories. We love you, and we'll see you next time.